This episode of the Golf Gamer Podcast on the Sports Gamer Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 on WinBet and get 200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. ProSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to ProSwap.com or download the ProSwap app today. And StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to go get started today. And in, and in honor of the Masters, we're giving away a tailor-made driver. Just go to SGPN slash Masters and click the context Lick for the SGPN. All right, DJs, welcome to the Masters Preview Show. It's the Super Bowl for week. I am absolutely ready to go with you, boy, Boston Capper, with the god of golf himself, Steve Shermer, who sounds raspier than I do. Yeah, you know, there's going to be times tonight when you think my microphone might be on mute, but it's probably because my lips are moving and nothing is coming out. Um, I have laryngitis, and it's really bad, and I feel fine. Like, nothing's in my head, like, nothing's in my chest, like, not sneezing, but, man, my throat is just killing me, and I do not sound good. So you, you sound fine, buddy. You sound no, fine. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I really appreciate uh, the moral support from you. So. Yeah, man. Excuse me. There's going to be a lot of that tonight, so sorry, guys. Uh, this is not going to be the highest quality audio show we do. So, look, this unfortunately is my biggest night to talk of the entire week. It's yep. telling Boston Capper about everything I know about maybe the most famous golf course in the world. And I did a bang-up article, about 3,500 yeah. words. So, look, if there's parts of this tonight that you don't understand, I'm basically summarizing that article. You can just go and read it. But there's a couple of things I want to expand upon, you know, when I actually put together all my stats and data today, some things I talked about with you, some pitfalls and some things that maybe some, like, language and leans are going around right now. Yep. Yeah, we can talk about that. So, um, yeah, definitely. yeah, I mean, we're coming off the Valero. I really don't have anything to say. Uh, congratulations no. to anyone at J.D. Spawn, including our good friend Andy Lack. Great yep. call by him. Yeah, right. absolutely. Have him on. Stewie had Stewie Stewie had him too, man. It's funny, man. Yeah, it's there like, you yeah. go. Yeah, we're gonna have Andy Lack on tomorrow night along with Jeff Nagel. So yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be a nice little tout show from uh from that. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's there's lots of tout cash on a two fifty to one fucking head. I'm no sure question. it is. Hey, you know what? When you hit a two fifty to one, you should tout. So that's fine. Um dude, before we just, get in just just to think about that, that's twice what my Sung Kang first round leader was. That's fucking yeah. insane. I know it is. <laughs> that's that is ridiculously insane. What's the longest you've ever had? I think it was the Sun Kang. 125. Oh, wow. I think I had 151 like years ago. I forget who yeah. it was. Yeah. 125 is probably, probably the biggest. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Before we get into it, uh, apparently we're still on Tiger Watch. Yes. Uh, statement today. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So, uh, so I, he's 40 to 1 at the books. Whatever. It's a great storyline. It's going to be the dominating storyline. He went out and played fucking nine solo. Uh, Billy Horschel came out. Uh, they like dapped up on the uh, driving range. Uh, when they were both working out, he said, Hey, it looks like the tiger I knew before the accident went out and played nine. 
He looks he looks good, man. He's dude, he's smiling ear to ear. He's beaming. And as somebody who was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care about this Tiger storyline. I'm getting roped in just a little bit. I listen, I'm not talking about betting him or playing DFS, but like, listen, if he can go out and play and he's going to look relatively decent, that's a fucking insanely good story um, for golf. It's going to get more eyeballs on it, you know. Whether it's the what's going to suck is is the fact the TV coverage. If Tiger makes the cut. It's going to be absolutely miserable for the rest of us who are better. Well, well, that's your guys' problem because I'll actually be there. It's not going to be. Okay, nice flex, Dick. um, Yeah, so I mean, the TV coverage is going to be is going to be a little rough if Tiger makes it. But dude, looks good. Like I'm telling you, man. Like you see the smile, and it looks like he's like he's in his happy place, and maybe this is what he was targeted, man, for for his comeback. Like I have no idea. Um, Obviously, we have no idea what he's doing out there. But dude, he played nine solo, so I don't know. I guess all right. Yeah, I mean, he says he's a game time decision, like he's uh, you know, trying to wrap up that ankle and uh, yeah. clearance from the the medical staff. Exactly. I I mean, it sounds like at this point, I I think he's just gonna play. He's, te- he's teaming up. I, I I don't think he could have built all this up now and then just say, hey, I'm not gonna play. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So all right, uh, why don't we take a break and then we'll uh start uh really trying to lose my voice. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, listen, if you guys are looking for the Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand, look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino for five-star win sports properties. From classic table games to the best slot thrills and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. And the WinBet hour, the win hour from 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Better prices on select games. Anybody who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. And if you had bet $500 on college basketball Thursday through Sunday and be entered to win, uh, you would have got, uh, entered to win a two night stay at the win Las Vegas. Uh, for example, if they bet a G, you would have got two entries in. Uh, there's so much to choose from and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. All right. So listen, offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And listen, like we said off the jump, in honor of the Masters, we're doing a DFS contest where we're giving away a tailor-made driver. It's free to enter. And it's not just any tailor-made driver. It's the new stealth. I mean, the fact this thing isn't filled already just boggles my mind. It's a free driver for DFS. Like, get out of here. Like, it's insane. Like, uh, I'm super stoked about the promotion. I can't believe uh, that that we're able, <laughs> we got it and we're able to give it away. So, listen, all you got to do is go to SGPN slash Masters and click on the contest link and follow the instructions. All you got to do is follow the Golf Gambling Pod on Twitter. Go leave us a review. Screenshot it. Send it up. Send you the link. Enter the free DFS contest to win a tailor-made stealth driver. All right, it's time. I just took about half of a bottle of water, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good right now. All right, Change. so so we don't need to go over the field. No. Every big name you know yep. is in. You, can, you guys been looking at the odds boards for like a month now. You know who's in it. Yep. So, and I'm not even really going to go into the history of this place or like no. favorite holes or whatever because there was a lot of changes done to Augusta National this year that I think deserves some time. Yeah, so I have questions too. So. Okay, so <clears throat> over the last couple of years, I mean, they always make little tink, like little tinkerings to this place. The last time there was a big change here was I think 2019. That's when they changed the fifth hole. They basically yeah. made it longer. They, re- I think they rebuilt the green. They added, um, they moved the tee box back, and I think uh, now that that brought into play uh, what I like to call death bunker, which basically if you hit it into that bunker, it's 
an automatic lip. It is so deep. <laughs> You're hitting a wedge out and you have like 120 yards for your third. It's automatic bogey, basically. Okay. But this year, a lot of changes were made to two really key holes. Uh, and they both did a great job. So let's start with the 11th, which is the opening to Amen Corner. And this, like when I was writing this article for the last couple of years and talking about it with you, this was always a hole I would look at and just say, this, this might be the worst hole of the golf course just because of how much they kind of butchered this thing. This thing used to be really wide open where, um, you know, there was pine straw and some trees down to the right, but it was a flat landing zone where you have a really nice angle of the green, or you could just bail it left, but you have a really terrible angle of the green. You can, you know, then you got to play in the water and play, or you have to basically bail it right and try to get up and down. But a little guy named Tiger Woods came and basically just dominated this place. So Augusta National Solution, like many golf course solution, was try and make it longer and narrower and add more trees. And that's what they did to several holes in this golf course. And basically what ended up happening to hole 11, they ended up adding a bunch of trees down the right side. And it really turned into a one-dimensional hole. Basically, everybody would hit their tee shot down the left side um, because it was safe. You didn't want to be on the right or else you're going to be the pine trees and you're basically chipping out, you know, for your, your second. But so you hit down the left. Really, your only, um, option at that point is to try and hit the front of the green or bail out right and then try and get up and down. And basically what happened was it took, it basically made birdies or double bogeys or worse kind of out of the equation. Of yeah. Yeah. Because guys are playing away from the water unless they hit a really terrible shot. <clears throat> And no, you never really had a great angle to the green where you can get it close. So it is par and bogey. It's kind of a boring hole. What they ended up doing was um, they ended up taking, taking out a ton of trees and down on the right side and expanding the fairways. So now, oh, and, and then they pushed back the tee box and moved to the left. So now you're basically aiming down the right side. And this has now become, again, it's not quite what it was, you know, back when Alison McKenzie designed it, but it's close. Basically, you're aiming down the right side, and it's a risky tee shot because you still have some pine trees, some pine straw over there, and they end up leaving three random pine trees in the fairway. So if the ball kind of rolls into an unlucky spot, then you're stymied. But the reward, if you hit a really good shot, a really daring tee shot, the aim down that way is you have a flat lie and the best possible angle into that green. Now, it's going to be a long approach shot, but it's a very good angle. You can attack the pin if you want to be aggressive, whereas you can, again... Try and aim down the left, be safe. But once again, you have the same problem is that you have a, you have a terrible angle and now you're actually much further back than you were. And another little subtle thing they did too was they changed the collection area down on the right to the green where they actually made it a little lower, which makes it a little tougher to get it over the mounds that are down there to try and get at the pin. So not only is it a longer hole, if you want to bail out, it's a tougher chip to try and get, save your par. Yeah. It's a great hole. I think they did a wonderful job with this. Like, I, so I ended up posting a picture of basically their overhead from their website yeah. showing how the hole is comprised. It, it looks great. It's going to add some excitement to the hole. Hell yeah. It's going to bring some birdies into play. It's also going to bring water it's more to the play because guys are going to go for it. And if they miss, that's in the pond. It's going to bring double bogeys or worse. So now, like, this is actually maybe like a swing hole or like a car crash hole down the back nine. It's just going to add more, some more excitement. So I love what they did this thing. Me too. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. So the 15th hole. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so they made f- changes to the 15th. That's the 530 yard par five. 
basically what they did was they moved the tee box back about 15, 20 yards, plays 550 now. <clears throat> they moved the tee box a little closer to 10th green, down to the right. And they ended up making a couple changes to the fairway. They recontoured the fairways. Basically, what that means is they basically took out most of the intermediate cut. So it's a little wider fairways. Um, what that also does is, kind of like with the 11th, you want to aim down the right, but the ball could run more into the pine trees because there's no more rough. A lot of that rough that they add to this golf course, I mean, first of all, it's not even all that penal. It's only about an inch and like a quarter or so. And second, it kind of acted like like a buffer, like like bumpers and bowling. Yeah. Where it would prevent balls from kind of rolling out to really bad places. Well, they end up taking out a lot of that on this hole. So if you want to aim down the right side, it can roll into the pine trees and then you can't get to the green. But once again, if you hit a good shot, then you have a flat lie and you have a really good angle to try to get the pin, especially that Sunday pin when it's all the way down the left. You really want to be down the right side of that hole. Once again, you can try and hit down the left, but kind of with the same problems that you had at 11, <clears throat> you're stymied by a bunch of trees. And there's really no bailout like at that hole. Like short is water and it's a false front that we're like, you, you saw like Sergio hit like a bunch of wedges and just spin it up. <laughs> yep. uh, long, if you take a bad hop, it'll run all the way down to the pond on 16. We saw that with Hideki last year. Just took oh. a bad hop down the back and it just rocketed down. <laughs> I forgot the about that. Yeah. JT did it too. Like yeah. a couple of guys did it last year. And it's not a really easy layup hole. Like even laying up to wedge, like we saw as Sergio Garcia, you can spin the ball very easily off the green. So, and by pushing this back, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they also, uh, uh, manipulated the landing zone a little bit where it kind of creates like, like a, like a, a, like a hill kind of to prevent the ball kind of rolling out more. So it's going to be a really long approach shot into the green where guys are kind of hitting five and six irons before they're going to hit three, four irons, maybe even a hybrid metal. So, and, and because the green is so shallow and there's no really to miss, it's going to be a really exciting approach shot down on 15. It's no longer like kind of a guaranteed birdie. Like this is going to be a tricky hole where again, a lot of crazy shit can happen. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, like, and so those are the two major changes they made and I love it. I think yeah. it's great. Um, it's kind of signaling the end of. Kind of an area at Augusta National with like narrowness, rough. It seems like they're trying to expand it where there's more risk reward, more options. And one thing they did announce, but if you're a, you know, a good eye and you can notice like patterns with like how that was on Google before and after, they have taken out a lot of it rough around the golf course too. Uh, so I, I posted a couple of examples of how that's going to impact how it plays a hole. So on the third hole, that short par four, mm. basically what they did was they took out Almost all the rough left of the bunkers um, and almost up to the green. So that's significant because remember back at the November 2020 Masters when Bryson hit a ball down the left and he lost the ball in the lost rough? No, yeah. yeah. Well, now it's no longer a problem because it's no longer rough. <clears throat> right. But by having it be short grass, the ball is just going to keep rolling into really crazy areas and undesirable areas where you have a really bad angle into the green then. So – Sure, you can miss laughs, like, and it's a little bit of a bailout, but, you know, it's a bad angle to the green. And then on 13, this is probably one that I'm going to be talking about a couple, you know, probably a couple of years from now when they actually push back the tee box and change things. But for now, it looks like they made a subtle change where they took out the intermediate rough, uh, down the right side of the fairway off mm -hmm. the tee shot. <clears throat> and kind of like what I mentioned earlier was, 
that rough used to serve as a buffer rent balls from rolling into the pine straw that much. Now that's no longer there where, yeah, like, you know, it's still hitting a hill. It might, you know, push it, you know, left a little bit, but if it's coming in a little too hot, there's nothing that's going to stop it from rolling to the pine trees and pine straw again. And now that makes it more of a three shot holes. So, you know, this, they did that to a couple of holes uh, where they took out some rough where it used to be. Basically, if the goal is to allow balls to, once it hits the ground, to kind of roll and roll into yeah. undesirable positions if it has to. So uh, a couple other changes they made. Uh, the tee box on 18th was moved back about 15 yards while still allowing the hole to play 465. I don't really see how the hole is much different other than the fact it's just pushed back farther. Um, Jeff Shackelford actually said, I don't know if he was kidding or not, but it might present an opportunity for some of these guys to actually try and hit their tee shot over the pine trees down towards the old practice area, like a big, basically a field of just fairway. Right. Kind of like right, right. At, at the players at TBC, there's speculation yeah. guys would do that instead of trying to take it on the water. Well, a similar vein is <clears throat> because the shoot is just so narrow, like it's kind of, the 18th is kind of a not really great. Well, they got to take out some trees. But because it's such a narrow shoot, maybe some guys might try and take it over the trees and get like a really good angle to the green now. Probably not. Yeah. But it's an option. Uh, and then some greens rebuilt. I think the third, 13th, and 17th were rebuilt. I don't know. I mean, that I, I haven't been able to get much information about how that's going to actually play out. So stay tuned. But other than that, I mean, <clears throat> they made a lot of really good changes. I'm very happy with some of the things they did. And I think it's going to add a lot more excitement, especially to the back nine. Yeah, listen, any excitement to the back nine uh, at Augusta is always going to be a good thing, right? Especially because these guys, I mean, what are they going to have one practice round to try to figure it out? You know what I mean? Like it'll be. It's no, they got be, a couple. Uh, they, they had a couple practice rounds. You know, like what? Like one week? <laughs> like so? Like it's going right. to be. A, it's going to be exciting, man. Um, okay. uh, and I think I think taking away that rough is. Because you see guys use it. They know they can they know they can mess and they know it's gonna get stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I really think that's gonna be Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I think I think it would have a little more of an impact if the it was actually gonna play firm, but as we'll talk about the weather report later, you might not see the full effects of it this year. But yeah. on a high level concept, you know, it really helps us in these shorter guys when you have wider fairways, wider firm fairways where there actually is a penalty to missing and you got to hit on the, you know, miss on the right side, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's going to make a huge difference instead of just, Oh, well, I'm going to hit to here. The ball's just going to stop. It's sometimes because it's ryegrass is just kind of sitting up. I'm going to get a great club on it. I can still get enough spin. So yeah. You got any other questions or we move on. So uh, do they do, I think when I was reading your article, did, they made some changes to not just the rough of the greens, like they're newer greens now. Uh, the contour? No, I think they rebuilt a couple of greens. I'm not sure exactly what they did. So, uh, exactly, do you do you remember when they rebuilt greens? I don't remember what course it was, but it was and it was like fucking landing on cement. Yeah, going to be like that. That's true, but I mean, almost all the greens are pretty um, Tough, firm already because okay. you know just because of the weather, it's going to make them firm as the course dries out over the as the week goes on. They also have the sub air, and it looks like the rain is going to stop once the tournament hits. Yeah. So, okay. uh, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, almost every green is pretty firm. You might pretty not really notice, way. as in okay. like a TBC Sawgrass, where you absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That that that's <laughs> it's crazy. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, I read that. I was like, oh no, is it going to turn into that again? Like so. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. But other than that, man, love the breakdown. Love the changes. Uh, like you said, uh, 
seriously, uh, the in-depth article that you wrote over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com breaks every fucking thing down. Uh, and uh, it's fucking, uh, I'm fucking ready, man. I'm ready yeah, to if, see if, if, if you couldn't understand anything I said there, just <laughs> go read it. basically recap the whole thing. So That's right. All right. Why don't we take a break, and then we'll uh, continue breaking things down. Yeah. All right. Listen, do you guys always feel like you're on work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, an expectation to be on 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and reset, and that's when you reach for the cores like because it's made to chill. Listen, it's Masters Week. I'm all... Listen, I'm already pouring over data, staring at screens, refreshing uh, win bets, seeing when they're going to update their uh, master's odds. So listen, sometimes you just need to take a break, man. Step away from the computer. Stay, step away from the research and go grab yourself an ice-cold Coors Light. Listen, there's only one beer that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you will always know when it's time to chill. And when you need to hit the reset, just open up a Coors Light, it's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Like I said, so when I need a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. Um, Let's go over some nuts and bolts of the golf course before we start breaking down like what type of guys you actually want. So... With these changes that they made by lengthening it a little bit, the golf course now is going to be over 7,500 yards. I don't know the exact distance, but over 7,500 yards, par 72. Um, it's going to be Bentgrass Greens. Um, this is usually a Bermuda golf course. Uh, I mean, Bermuda tee to green. That's why it's closed during the summer because it allows Bermuda to actually go through. But in the winter, they put down a lot of ryegrass um, to basically resemble what it looks like this week. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then let's go to the relative skill set chart. I think this is what you guys really are coming for. So, excuse me. So I posted that in my article. It's from Data Golf. Um, it's helpful and it's not helpful. So great. It's helpful because <laughs> it shows a lot of things are highly correlated. Like, for example, if you have some distance off the tee, usually those guys tend to be towards the top of the leaderboard. If you're a really good iron player, a lot of those guys towards the top of the leaderboard are really good iron players. A lot of guys towards the top of the leaderboard usually are pretty good scramblers. And a lot of guys towards the top of the leaderboard are pretty good putters, which is great. But all it basically tells me is that you have to be really, 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 really good at golf in order to do well against national. Not helpful, especially with a lot of yeah. really good players in this field. So how am I targeting it? I'm basically trying to figure out what I think is most important this year based on weather, like the field, et cetera. And that's what we're going to lean is. So I think the first thing I want to look at is scrambling. I think that is going to be tremendously important this week. Already, Augusta National features the toughest greenside surrounds of any golf course in the professional game because you're chipping off a tight lies to fast, significantly undulated greens. It's not an easy task. Uh, the greenside bunkers are also set well below the playing surface. And those are actually the third toughest bunkers to try and get up and down on the PGA Tour of regular PGA Tour events. There's some other major venues that are thrown in there a little tougher, but of just regular events, it's the third toughest, which basically means it's really tough to get up and down. Um, you just see a lot, a lot of common traits of guys who win this thing or contend just are have a least short game, especially out of the bunker. So that's definitely something I want to keep a, an eye on, especially with the weather, how it's going to be. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then second, Iron play, really important here. 
it's the sixth toughest of all PGA Tour, regular PGA Tour events for approach shots for scoring. And then again, you have firm, fast, significantly undulated greens that with tough pins in order to basically get at. You need distance control. You need spin control. Like even when it is played a little softer, it's hard to get in certain, some of these pins. It's not, you're not just firing at pins, not like a birdie fest. Like it definitely takes really precise iron game. And again, you look at some of the winners here. They all hit their irons great. We'll talk about that a little bit, just how great they hit their irons. Um, you know, coming into the masters. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> you know, it shows that there is an advantage with distance. Which there is everywhere, but the the advantage of Augusta National is m- much bigger than other places, and it kind of is an extension to how tough the approach shots are. Basically, the shorter an iron you can give yourself into the green, the better, because if you want to have a really high ball flight into a really firm green, one of the best ways to access a pin is sort of to have you know a shorter approach shot and hit it as far as you can up the fairway. So. You can, you can get away with not having a whole lot of distance. There are guys like Patrick Reed won here. Matt Kuchar has been really good here. Brant Snedeker, Cam Smith even. Not the longest guy off the tee, but they compensate for lack of length with a really good putting. So basically it's kind of like in, like a choose your own adventure at this point. <laughs> for me, I want guys who are really good with their irons, really half good with our, their... Half our audience does not... At least half our audience has no idea what a choose your own adventure book is. Probably not. <laughs> but let me explain it to you. So basically, I want iron play, scrambling, check, check. If you have distance, that's my biggest tiebreaker at all. But if you don't, you've got to be able to putt. Like, I, I that's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, that's the only way you can really keep up here if you don't have distance. If you don't, like, if you're just, like, even just, like, a good putter, just, like, an average putter, like, no. You you have no shot this week. Is it you don't have distance. Isn't experience on these greens worth more than yeah, a, a good putter? It, it, is, it is, too. So that is something. But, like, like the guys I just named, like, yeah, they're experienced, but they're also tremendously good putters. Like right, 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 right. No, I just, yeah, like, I just meant in general. No, no. So yeah, so like it, you can't just show up here and just say, "Oh, I'm a really good punter on backgrass." Well, it doesn't really play out. So, right. yeah, and I think that's why you see some of these guys who are just tremendous ball strikers who can't really putt, like a Sergio or a Hideki Matsuyama, because they play this these greens so much, they just know the greens and they can putt well on it. So, yeah. But still, like I'm just talking about like <clears throat> guys who don't have distance who tend to be who have a lot of experience here. You gotta be able to putt. Yeah, absolutely. In order for me to consider you. So, all right, you well, think- we take it. I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. No, so yeah, I just had another question. So, with them lengthening a couple of those holes, is that putting more emphasis on length on the second shot or off the tee? Uh, what do you mean? So, like, like on off, like, do you, are they are we looking at players who need better with their longer irons, right? Because they lengthen some of it, or they have to be longer off the tee. Which one's more important? I know the fairways are relatively easy to hit here. So, is it is it the longer iron play that 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 is more important? Well, I mean, long iron play was always important. We'll get to that after the break. It depends on what the weather is because okay. of the, if it's firm fairways, ball's going to roll out. Yeah. Everybody's getting distance. But if it's soft fairways, you're not getting much carry or much roll out. Yeah. Distance starts to have more of an edge. And we'll get we'll talk about that when we get to the weather report. But okay. I, th- I think to answer your question this year, I think distance off the tee is going to matter a little more for a couple of reasons that I'll explain down the road. So, all right. 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 While we're taking our break and then we'll uh, start talking about iron play and the weather. 
All right, perfect. Listen, did you guys know that browsing online using incognito mode actually doesn't protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give all your private data. The hack is advertising advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet and encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands, even at your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually vis- invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speed. Your computers, tablets, all your devices, even your Fire Stick when you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. Uh, IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on, so stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotion code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right. Let's talk about shot proximity first because you kind of just mentioned that. So for the first time, Data Golf actually parsed through all the Masters data because there's no because they don't give the media access to the shot link. But you can actually go back in time and actually look at the lines of the play by play. They have software that they can basically put all the text strings in it and actually recreate strokes gained by category there. And by extension, they actually were able to give us an approach shot distribution chart like I put for every turn, which is extremely helpful. (laughs) So I put that in the article this week. And basically, as I alluded to earlier, you know, Augusta National is basically one big test of your intermediates to long irons. Uh, It's really it has above average rates of approach shots from 150 to 250. I think just eyeballing it, it's 33, 53. Uh, 75% of your shots are going to come from 150 to 250. That's a very large that's, sample. That's a pretty big sample. Yeah, and, and, and about 83 is going to be basically over 150. You don't have a whole lot of wedges into greens, especially right. when it's going to play the fairways are a little softer like they are this year. It's going to be a very long golf course. Yeah, because they've, they've gotten a shit ton of rain up there. so They have. It's, it's going to be soft. Yep. So you're going to want to basically target your long irons this week. Okay. So one thing I actually, <clears throat> excuse me, um, one thing that, oh, you know what? I'll cover in weather. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about term experience right now instead of weather. Sure. This is something I think you like. I love it. So I always post, post this chart. It was, a, it was a, I'm giving data off a ton of just free, free advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they should probably sponsor a show with how much I reference them and <laughs> generously line their pockets with my money every single year. Um, basically what they did was they did a study of like, cause everybody says experience matters at Augusta National. No one's ever, they ever really quantified it other than, oh, this guy, you know, he's always good here. Yeah. Well, they actually quantified it. And not only do they verify, yes, the more times you play Augusta National, you do well. Basically they just took like, how many appearances have you had? At Augusta, and then what was your strokes gained on the field that in your next start? Well, not only did they prove that yes, that's correct, it actually revealed some level jumps where 
once you hit certain masters, excellent, you end up having some sort of like elevated performance. So, and kind of like last year, like so. There's a couple in your third masters, you get in your first like breakout like elevation jump. After your in your seventh masters, you get another like all right, this is your contender jump, and then right. you're peaking around your ninth masters. And so last year, and like you end up having like sustained like peak performance between your seventh and thirteenth masters. Now last year with Hideki Matsuyama, I think that was his, well, no, it was his tenth masters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so that's like that's, that so that's peak performance right yeah. there. So that that fit. So I went through. The field. I didn't go through everybody. I went through guys who basically mattered. And some guys really don't really matter, but whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So I provided to you guys who is in their third masters, who's in their seventh masters, who's in your ninth masters, basically the level jumpers. And listen, this is not a hard and fast rule, but if you like one of these players, maybe this is enough for you to kind of push you over the edge of like, okay, he's got an, like, this is enough experience under his belt. Maybe he can do a little bit more. I equated it for like people who like, listen, we might have new listeners this week, right? <laughs> because it's the master. So if you play fantasy football, it's like your third year wide receiver, right? Your exactly. third, your third year wide receiver breakout. So, um, everybody plays fantasy football. So everybody should understand that, right? The, the jump that wide receivers make between year two and year three is there. And so what Steve's saying is three, seven and 10. They're 10. <clears throat> Not night, your ninth masters. Right. Okay. So, and this is actually a really kind of a stacked list. At least oh, three and so, seven. So. Nine's kind of a little bit of a letdown. All right. So guys making your, their third Masters appearance is basically all your young guns, which is great. Like, you're really sexy picks. Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world, making his third Masters uh, appearance. Victor Hovland is playing his third Masters. Kyle Morikawa playing his third Masters. Joaquin Neiman, who won at Riviera, by the way, which is a, always gets lumped into a comp to Augusta National, his third Masters. Sung J.M., who finished runner-up in his debut at Augusta National, third Masters. Max Homa, who's also won at Riviera, third Masters. Abraham Answer, who played really well in 2020. He's had a really bad Sunday, but he played really well there. His third Masters. Matthew Wolf, big power off the tee, his third Masters. Jason Kokrak, your favorite. <laughs> his third Masters. Christian Bazain, who do I think everybody thinks sucks? And then your boy, Thomas Peters. Third Masters. I know. That is a sexy list. It really, it really is. And you know what's funny is like, so, so you're not on social media, but Kokrak already, was this like three days ago? Fucking put like a hype video of himself, like getting ready for the Masters. And I know dude like loves his money and obviously he's linked to the Saudi League, but I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have terrible results. Even though he's a terrible bunker player. No, he, no, he he's made the cut twice. No, he didn't. Yeah, miss- he yeah he did. Oh, all right. Let me see. His, yeah, his results stink. No, you know what, Matt? No, Max Homan missed the cut twice. Yeah. I know. I know Kokrak missed it in November 2020. November, but he made it on the next. Let's just say he's like meh. You know what I mean? But like, whatever. Just where did he finish I, last? Where did he finish last year? The um. Let me. So, do you think that skews it? By the way, the the the. The year since it was like it was a weird like back to back, you know what I'm saying? Well, this study was done uh, before the 2019 Masters, okay. so the last okay. couple have not done. Okay, so okay. this is from like 95 to 2018. I got you. All right. So, so it's co- a little so old co- data, but yeah, co-crack cut and then 49. So not great. That's why yeah. I said I didn't say great. I said it's eh. 
Now you said he's been pretty good here. No, I, I did not say pretty good. Roll, roll, roll the, roll roll the, the tape. tape. Roll, roll the tape. Okay. All right. Seventh Masters appearance. The good list. Great list. Seems like all signs are pointing Justin Thomas this week. And this is his seventh Masters. Like the big level jump. Like the one like, okay. The contender one. And if you look at his course history here already, I know mm-hmm. last year was a T21, but that was after he had that shitty meltdown. Like, yeah. it, we, it was, I don't know what happened. I remember texting each other, like, what the hell is going on? Uh, and then prior to that, three top 20, 17, 12, four. And really, he was in the mix. Like, yeah. he was in the mix. So a T5 in the mix until like a little meltdown. Yep. So there you go. Uh, Brooks Kapka, his seventh Masters. He came in second in 2019. Uh, Shane Lowry, who doesn't really have all that great of a history, but oh. it's a seventh Masters, and he's been playing awesome this this spring. Yeah. And he checks a lot of boxes that maybe we'll talk about tomorrow. And then Kevin Kisner, whatever. <laughs> I agree. Sorry, I, I Kevin Kisner, you're, you're not winning this week. Yeah, I agree. That's why you're, I don't know, legion of followers on social media saying you should oh, be on the Ryder Cup. Oh, the Ryder Cup. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. I, I, listen, I'm not on social media. I am well aware of the push <laughs> to make him the captain of Unless the Unless he's played in Austin. He should not be on the fucking Well, I, w- I will say this. Oh, the, the, par- course the, Paris in, the course in Italy, if they do pull the same shenanigans that they did in Paris, he actually might not be it. Like, if it's between, like, Kevin Stop Kisner. Or, no, no, let me finish. All right. If it's between Kevin Kinzer or Bryson for that last spot, A, U.S. is in big trouble because that's the last spot of that. <laughs> B, I probably want Kinsner where there's forced layups. It's going to be 15-yard wide fairways, and he, Bryson's not going to be able to use the driver. Yeah. Right, might, not be, might not be a bad idea. But at Beth Page Black in yeah. four years, Fuck no out. thank you. Fuck out of here. All right. Yeah. All right. Moving All right. on. Moving on. All right. And then the ninth Masters appearance is kind of boring. Jordan Speed, Patrick Reed. Former so, winners. Do you just not like speak that a good day today? You did have a good day. I, I actually, once I uploaded all the Valero Texas data, he actually kind of turned into a team no putt guy. So that's actually not bad. Bad. Not bad. I, Reed, though, no. I, I think no I'm out of it. No reason. Yeah, absolutely not. Yep. So, so, all right. So, any questions on that list? No, I fucking love it. I, I fucking loved it last year. The, uh, it's such a, it's just such a good little reference point. Um, I, I, here's what I want. I don't know if you've done it yet. Remember, I, I sent you that tweet about, uh, some, they have to come in second or whatever, like nine or last <clears> ten winners. <throat> Let's get a cross reference on that list. So I ended up working that into our little elimination game later. Oh, okay. So there you go. All right, okay. cool. <laughs> All right. Why don't we take another break and then we will talk about the weather, which is going to make a big difference this year. Absolutely. All right. So listen, there are never enough things to gamble on. And the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You pick your horses, build your stable and play against others and move up the leaderboard. And now you can win as much as 40K with one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, you don't have to worry about it. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select and build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the U.S. So get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you, or you can play against our stables. You can follow them in the app, and we can compare our stats. And, uh, yeah, so download 
now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. We'll see you in the winner circle. Play, race, and win. All right. The weather. So I don't think there is a golf course that they play in professional tour. I mean, other than like the Open Championship stuff. But like in the United States where the weather has as big of an impact on the golf course as it does as the Gus National. It can literally play two different golf courses two different days if the weather is certain things. So, you know, one day it can be birdie city there if it's certain conditions. On the next day, it can be like really, really, really mean show its teeth. So high level, I actually have meteorological data going all the way back to 2007 and how that's impacted scoring per round at Augusta National. I have everything from wind speed that day. I have everything from if it rained or not, the temperature, what the humidity was, because all those things can impact how it plays. So what I have found, just looking through the data all these years, this is the best time to play Augusta National if you want to go low. Anything above 80 degrees, the temperature, the ball is flying. You know, he he just explodes off the club face. Humid, muggy conditions. Not only does that increase your driving distance, makes it a little longer, but it also allows the greens to absorb a little more moisture out of the air, which any sort of moisture these greens can just get, whether rainfall or humidity, makes it just that much more receptive and the better iron players can just take more advantage of it. Uh, soft conditions, like I mentioned, mostly immediately after rainfall. Not it, it plays tough if it's raining during play, <clears throat> but as soon as rain ends and it's immediately soft, that's when it's really easy. Like last year, Hideki Matsuyama, after the rain delay, just went barnstorming because the greens finally got a little more receptive and he was able to fire pins. And then low winds from an east or a south direction. Those are the easiest winds to play because they don't impede the par fives. As much, there's a couple of other holes where it makes it a little easier too if it's from the east or south. Um, but yeah, what I found was anytime that the wind was from the east or south, scoring is usually better. Now here's the when weather, the conditions were its toughest. Anytime it's under 70 degrees, when Augusta National plays really cold, the ball doesn't go anywhere. Everything is short. It's hard to get to the pin. It, you're not getting much carry distance off the tee. It's just dead. Like you don't want to play when it's under 70. Some of the, like, the toughest scoring rounds have come when it's like 65 degrees there. Uh, low, and with that, when it's usually colder, there's low humidity and pretty dry conditions. That yep. means that there's no moisture for the greens to just absorb anything. They were getting right. really firm quick. When there's lack of rainfall, again, plays firm. And then any winds or significant winds from the north and the west, these are ones where it, it, significantly changes how 13 and 15 are played. Anything from the West, 15 plays into the wind. It's hard to get there in two, and it brings the risk of coming short and landing in the pond. And then right. if, uh, in Western winds on 13, it wants to, you basically have to hit a right-to-left hook almost. It wants to keep the ball right, so you're pushing the ball more towards the pine shot. And again, the approach shot is into the wind. And those are two holes you got to score on, especially in tough conditions. And if you're not scoring there, like it's, it, it makes it tough. And then like, you know, like a Western like wind too, like that makes 12 play a little tougher as well. Uh, I think 11 plays into the wind when it's a more of a North and West wind. It just makes it a, a much tougher golf course. So what do we have this week? We have a lot of things that make it tough. So 
Uh, yes, there had been, has been a lot of rainfall in the area. So fairways and rough <clears throat> are going to be pretty soft. And if it rains during the tournament, the greens will be a little more receptive. But it seems like what's going to happen is the rain is going to stop around Thursday. There's a slight chance of rain on Thursday. And the first day, it's okay. It's like 75 degrees. Winds out of the west at 10 to 12. That's the toughest direction. Maybe gusting to 25. That's a tough wind. Yeah. But if it rains yeah, a little bit, if it rains a little bit, it might keep it a little softer. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's not the most ideal scoring conditions, but it might not be all that bad, except for the wind. Yeah. Friday and Saturday are look like death. Impossible. Low to mid 60s highs. These are the days I'm going to the Masters, by the way. And my dad from Florida is coming. He's going to have to wear a parka probably. He's not used to it. He, listen, just because we're not used to it anyway, he'll he'll be fine. It's still shorts and hoodie weather. All right. Fine. <clears throat> Regardless, Friday and Saturday, you have temperatures in the mid-60s. That is a checkbox to tough scoring conditions. You have low humidity throughout the day. Checkmark to low uh, or to tough scoring conditions. It's not going to rain either of those days. Tough scoring. And the wind is from the west again, 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting up to 30. This is going to be an incredibly difficult goal for us Friday and Saturday. Yeah. I think the cut line is going to be easily like plus four. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd have, I got to go check and see like how, where the cut line usually has been. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think the 10 shot rules is, is in place. No, it is. It, it is. It's in play this year. Are you sure? Positive. I thought they got rid of positive. I looked it up today. Okay. All right. Well, then that might make a difference in screen on your makeup prop. But regardless, I what I've noticed like through the years where the cut line was with this type of forecast, it's usually like almost approaching plus five. It's going to be really tough. Yeah. And Saturday doesn't let up. Now Sunday, <clears throat> it's a high of seventy, which is not warm. Right. It's seventy. It's warm. Again, low humidity. Not as much wind the forecast, though. Still from the west, but only about 5 to 10 miles per hour, maybe approaching 15 to 20. That seems like the best scoring day, although I just looked at another forecast and it seems like the gust might be 25. We're still, we're still a couple days. We are. What I'm saying is, <coughs> excuse me, this is something you need to monitor throughout the week. Yeah, absolutely. If it holds like this, with all the rain that the golf course got, it will firm up a little bit. Yeah. But the fairways are probably going to still play pretty soft. The greens will firm up because they'll have the sub air. The wind will dry it out and it'll firm with the greens. They might be a little softer to start on Thursday. The no. greens will be Augusta National, as you know, by Sunday. Yeah. Fairways are probably going to be a little soft and it's a longer golf course now with colder temperatures. This uh, thing is going to be so long. It is going to be yeah. such a long golf course. So that <clears throat> approach shot distribution chart I took. Skew a little more longer. Basically, all those cut, those buckets are probably going to be a little longer as you like. Maybe there's some more 250 shots. Maybe there's going to be some more 200 shots. Like it's, it's going to be long and the ball's not going anywhere and it's not going to roll as much as, you know, when it hits the fairway. So, (coughs) excuse me. There's a couple ways to play this. First of all, I think I'm going to want a guy who has some length off the tee. Now, I was going to play. There's a couple things that have been going around, I think, like as far as what you'll look at. One thing people have been trying to say is apex height, 
which is the stat that's on PGA Tour. Yeah, pro- that was that was back in the day. Everybody talked about it. Remember? Like right. When, the problem with yeah. that though is sometimes there's a little bit of an inconsistency inconsistency between how like the top of like the ball flight and actually how far guys hit it. Yeah, we, yeah, we were texting about that earlier. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Like, well, I will tell I'll tell the audience. For example, like oh, Dustin Johnson. Oh, I, I, I forgot, I forgot I, other people were listening. I yeah, exactly. Like for example, like Dustin Johnson, I think he was like seventieth or eighty or like a hundredth in like apex height, but he's like leading the tour and driving distance or something. Yeah, whatever. Basically, like, <clears throat> like I don't really care how high the ball goes. I just want a guy who hits it fucking hard, like he's Tyler <laughs> Durden or something. Oh. So, <clears throat> thank you. So <clears throat> there's also carry distance, which actually I had thought would be a useful tool because that just that actually measures in yards how far oh, somebody wow. actually carries up the. Here's the problem: I think the PGA Tour is wrong on whatever they're capturing, and I'll tell you why. So I was looking at Tommy Fleetwood, and <clears throat> it looked really good. He they said he was the he had the third highest carry distance of anyone in the PGA Tour this year. I'm like, wow, that's shocking. <laughs> problem though. Is that while PJ Tour on that page says he carries at 311 yards, his average driving distance on the PJ Tour this year is only 298. Now, listen, with golf club technology nowadays, maybe it is possible to create enough backspin on a ball where it can basically rip back what 15 yards? 15 yards, yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe you know, maybe that's useful for drivable par uh, fours yeah. now, where you actually hit it past the green, it rips all the way back to the pin. Yeah. But <clears throat> unless it's that, that defies physics. Now, does it? It does. And That's what I was, I was so confused you texted me that earlier. I was like, <laughs> what? I, 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 I was staring at it like, what the fuck it is also he talking says, about? It also <laughs> says, Corey, in that, that metric that um, Xander Shoffley's carry distance is exactly the same as his average driving distance. Once the ball stopped, it literally stopped like it's Velcro. It's like, uh, it's, like Paul, it's, it's like Paul I, Casey's ball. It just gets plugged in a divot. I, th- I think his carry distance is measured at 308.3, and his dr- average driving distance is like 308.4. So, long story short, don't use carry distance. I don't think it. I don't think it measures the same drives. Maybe it's wrong. Basically, if you just take driving distance, you're gonna get your answer. It's not yeah. perfect, but it's just gonna tell you, okay, who's the long hitters, yeah. and Generally speaking, longer yeah. they hit it off the tee, yep. they're the ones that probably carry it the most. You're going to be fine. Now, another thing I want to talk about, too, is these weather conditions remind me a ton of the 2017 Masters, the one that Sergio won, which actually I have up on my YouTube screen right, or uh, on, my, on my TV right now. I'm actually been watching it. <laughs> so I stop. Why? Why the fuck are you watching? Because because I think this tournament, based on these weather conditions, is going to resemble play that like that. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. It's yeah. not just you just being like a psycho and being like, hey. Well, this, this is what? this is me being a psycho by having <laughs> no, that's, no, no, no. If you think that's the way it's going to play out, I don't think that's a psycho move. I think that's yeah. good. Like, <clears> so chilling and watching an old Masters is a weird weirdo move. Excuse me. <laughs> okay, so back at, so back in 2017. That also had a lot of rain leading up to it. That was the Masters where Dustin Johnson slipped, said he slipped oh. with the rain. Yeah. He slipped with the it, rain. Yeah. But that also was notable because the par three contest was canceled on Wednesday. They got like two inches of rain that day. Yeah. So that was a soft golf course going into it. The problem was it was the rain stopped as soon as play began. Temperatures struggled to climb above 70 most of the week. 
It was a stiff west wind from like 15 to 25 miles per hour. There was very little humidity. Made the golf course play cold and firm, and the winning score was nine under. So it didn't matter how much rain the, the area got. Once the tournament started and we threw these conditions at Augusta National, it firmed up pretty quick and it played tough. It's going to be okay. It's not going to be a birdie fest because it's rained so much. Oh, I don't think it's going to be a. I don't think it's going to be birdie fest. Yeah. Well, some people might make that might might think that oh, it's going to be soft. Like he's got to be fired. No, that that's oh, not how. I don't. I don't think that. I, don't, I know. Like, I know you don't because you talked to me. But I think there, <laughs> maybe there is a narrative that's going to go around. You're like oh, like it's rained so much, it's going to be soft. Like all that stuff. So I actually went back and looked at the top fifteen in uh, of that Masters leaderboard. And looked at, see, like, what were their driving distance ranks for 2017? And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of the 16 guys finished inside the top 60 in driving distance on the BJ Tour that year. Top, top 16? Top 60. 60. 60. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to clarify. <clears throat> so you had Rory, who was first in driving that year. You had Brooks Kepka was seventh. Adam Scott. Kevin Chappell was like 23rd in driving distance 2017. Sergio was T30 that year. Justin Rose was T35. Uh, you had Charles Schwartz who was inside the top 50. Um, oh, Thomas Peters didn't qualify for a PGA Tour stats, but he's a bomber. He was in that top, he was in that top 10. Uh, Hideki was up there. Once upon a time, Russell Henley was the 54th longest driver in the PGA Tour. He's having a 298 that year. I'm just what? saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Corey, this. Ricky so Fowler like, also was kind of sneaky like long back then. That was T- yeah, he was, he was, Ricky was always sneaky long. Yeah. So <clears throat> there was a couple shorter guys. You had Matt Kuchar in the top uh, 15. You had Ryan Moore and you had Steve Stricker. Um, or no, I'm sorry. Steve Stricker was outsider. You, had, you, you only had Matt Kuchar and Ryan Moore in the top fi- top 15. Ryan and Moore, those guys were just. What happened to that guy? Uh, injuries. <clears throat> They're both really good putters. Yeah. No, no, I so, remember Ryan Moore. But other than that, that top 15 is just loaded with guys who can hit it off the tee. Now, back then, T60 was about 297, and now guys can hit it much farther. Yeah. So I think you can, like in 2021, which that was another thing you asked me too, like the 2022 driving distance test. It's a little weird right now because you got so not short. a whole lot of data. You have yeah. Kapaloo in there. You have all those firm, like, West Golf courses where yeah. driving distance is pretty long, like Bay Hill, like there was a lot of wind. So <clears throat> I looked at 2021 because that's a little that's more what, normal. That, that's why I went back into it too. So <clears throat> in 2017, T60 for drivers was 297. That's about a hundredth now. I know. It's, isn't that yeah. wild, man? <laughs> right. So even though it is going to be a longer golf course that I expect to firm up during the week, I think you don't have to go t- top 60. I think you can expand it out to like, like as long as they're like 299, 300, like a little round there. I think that's enough length. But again, the more length you can get, I feel like off the tee, the better. And that should be your biggest tiebreaker is always go for the longer guy this week. Yeah, I agree. 100%. All right. And then let's go for uh, horses for courses. So here's the top 10 in career strokes gained per round at Augusta National. Minimum of 10 rounds were in the field. So much of my surprise, <clears throat> Jordan Spieth actually beats Tiger in career strokes gained at Augusta National. Does it, that's weird. It is. I, I think some of the Tigers' later ones recently have kind of dragged yeah, out of that. that makes sense. So, yeah, if I think about that. Right. One. <clears throat> but Spades is number one. Uh, Tigers number two. John Rahm is number three. Uh, Justin Rose, number four. Tony Finau, number five. He's got like three top tens and like four appearances here. 
number six, Dustin Johnson. Number seven, Rory McIlroy. Number eight, Xander Schauffele. Number nine, Hideki Matsuyama. And number 10, Brooks Kepka. So common theme of all these guys, other than Jordan Spieth, really long off the tee. Pretty much all of them. Like Justin yeah. Rose has been really good here for a long time, but he's at, in his heyday, he added a ton of length. Yeah. Yeah. When he bought those, what were those awful clubs he was trying to pitch for a while? Oh, oh Hanma? Hanma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was shortly after this 2017 Masters, by the way. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. So anyways, all these guys have a lot of length. Most of them are really good ball strikers. Almost all of them are really good around the greens too. You don't really see a guy who tends to struggle like out of a bunker or like from a tight line. All of them typically rank pretty highly in short skating around the green. And most of them run pretty hot and fast bunker at surfaces. So again, these are high quality players. Uh, I think if you're betting someone to, I mean, I, usually the cream rises to the top and like if you target, if you find guys with pretty long or adequate length, Excellent iron play, really good scramblers, can putt a little bit on bank grass and have experience here. That's usually a winning ticket. Like it. All right, like let's it. say in our break, and then we'll get your thoughts, and then right. we'll uh, play a little game. <laughs> Can't wait. Even though you texted me that I'm not going to like it. <laughs> so, listen, we're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The final two are set. So, uh, PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. In the last two weeks, PropSwap has been making thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Then, after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit like Patrick from New York who sold a $1,000 35 to 1 Houston championship ticket for a 6 k over on PropSwap before their elite Eight game, Patrick turned a thousand dollars into six thousand guaranteed, and the buyer got the best odds in the country. So go to PropSwap.com and download the free PropSwap app today. They also got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets so you can find the best value, the free activity feeds so you know where all the big sales and red red hot tickets are up. Uh, loyalty rewards program that turns your tickets into sales for extra bonus cash, and of course a first deposit cash match when you use promo code SGP. On your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. So go join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Before we play our little game. Yeah. Like I'm, like I'm jigsaw, by the way. Yeah. What the, yeah, this feels weird. <laughs> like fucking Michael, uh, Michael Douglas from the game, little jigsaw. Kind of I, want, I want to play a game. <laughs> Pretty creepy, huh? Yeah. Dude, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like uh, why don't you give me your thoughts? If you listen to everything, I'm sure you've heard a couple of our podcasts. Like, so, so I like I, I've been sticking to my routine. The only thing that I do is I talk to you and I'll listen. I'll listen to Andy's first, um, his first pod, right? His initial his initial pod where he breaks down the course too, so I can hear his his thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it's we seem like we're on the same page. <laughs> you guys are on the same page, right? We, we so, usually are. Yeah, yeah. and so it, it's just because I. When I hear too much noise, like it fucks me up. Like I don't want, I don't want to come on our pod on the DFS and uh, and the betting show and just recycle takes. I want to have my my own shit. And if it happens to align, great. If it doesn't, fine, whatever. But I also I want to hear what smarter people than me have to say about the golf course, right? So, uh, but yeah, listen, I'm with you. Like, I, so I, that's why I was asking about like off the tee or the iron, the longer irons. 
um, would make more difference. And you're right as far as like they have the sub air system and things like that. So off the tee, if it, if it dies, I think I think you're right. I think both of you guys are right. I think I, I know Andy's big on on distance this week. So um, I think that's fine. And, and you don't need to be a good putter here, right? You need to be able to punt well on bank grass. You need to be familiar with the greens. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that definitely helps. Um, yeah, I think familiarity and yeah. the ability to punt, 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 putt well on on bed grass greens. I feel like that's that's a that's good. And I, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited how this new back nine is gonna play. I'm not gonna lie, like I'm mm-hmm. fucking like I'm. I'm like rubbing my hands, like ready to see it. You know what I mean? Like I really am. I'm really excited. I think it's gonna play tough, especially with the weather. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna play tough, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a grind. It's gonna be great. I don't know. Plus four. That's fucking. That's really tough. I can't, yeah. if that if if that happens, I'm gonna be a very happy guy. Oh, like, I'll have to look back and because I have where all the cut line was and where the the first like the where the leader was after each round too, yeah. based on the weather. And uh, yeah, I'll take a look. But I mean, from yeah, I my think- memory. It's, I think it's like, usually when it gets like this, it's your approach in plus four, plus five territory. Yeah, I love it. And so I, I really, I, I think, I think distance does matter. I think it probably matters more off the tee. Um, but yeah, man, dude, some of those, some of those long iron approach shots, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. You, a four iron. When the, like, when the last time was somebody trying to score with a four iron? On, on a par four, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, when the fuck, when the fuck, I can't even tell, I can't even think about it. Yeah, they ain't playing TPC Summerlin this week. <laughs> no, they are not, man. I'm all, right. Like, all right, all right, let's play this stupid game that's gonna frustrate. All me. right, God. let's play. Let's play a little game. So you'll hear like a bunch of trends, like you know, this guy like had to finish like top thirty within like the last like three starts. Yeah, yeah. Or like I remember last year the PGA Championship, like <laughs> I think one of the leans was like you had to miss a cut like in your last yeah. five. Yeah, something yeah. stupid like that. So I just took a different approach. I just did like just statistical, just performance based. Cause like we always talk about like, all right, most of these like leans really kind of just come down to how you are playing into the masters. Yeah. So I just said, okay, how you just been playing this year, January 1st till now. And I am looking <clears throat> at all the winners of the last 10 years and how they did in all the strokes gain category, strokes gain TD green categories because putting Really volatile. You know, Hideki and Sergio weren't putting very well coming in. Like, I think Bubba was playing well coming in. Yeah, like Bubba wasn't playing well. Well, actually, Hideki was playing a little better than people give him credit for. He wasn't putting all that great. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, let me explain. So, I mostly look at just ball striking. How you been doing? Not necessarily results, just how you been hitting the ball. Usually, if you're hitting the ball pretty good, you're going to have a good result anyways. And then I looked at <clears throat> just some trends of what you're, all these guys are doing coming in. What was the minimum guys were? So yada, yada. Okay. Let's start with the first one. Okay. Over the last 10 years, the lowest strokes gained T to green per round anyone's had was 0.73 per round. That was the decade last year. Okay. And that's from January 1st all the way to now. Okay. So I took the field and I calculated what everybody's been doing. This year so far, and I chopped it if you were below that number. So here's some okay. significant guys who got chopped. Brooks Kepka got chopped. Now here's another thing too, by the way. The players championship. <clears throat> How do we handle that? That's gonna skew all the so data. That, you gotta throw so it that, out. So so that's why I did. If you missed the cut, I just pretended you didn't even play it. Uh-huh. If you made the okay. cut, it counted. 
Because there's still three other rounds you had to play. Yeah, that's fine. And I knew you'd get mad at me because I know you like Cam Smith, and I would have excluded that one. (laughs) So I just said, look, if you made the weekend at the players, that counts. If you didn't, we're just scrapping it. Giving you a meal culpa. And that actually helped a couple guys. Okay. But Brooks is out, though. Yeah, Brooks is out, though. It's mostly his around the green numbers. They're not quite as good. I feel like he's... I don't know. Not a week I know. I, I, that surprised me. He, I feel like he's been hitting yeah. the ball pretty good too. But his offense, yeah. he hadn't. Offense, he hasn't been all that good. He's hit his irons okay. Scrambling hasn't been all that strong. He just missed. He was like point six four. Bryson's out. He's been bad. Louis's been bad. He's been out. So Sam Burns misses it, but it's only because of all his early stuff. Okay. But he's also a debut guy. I don't think he's actually yeah. going to win, but he can play really well. Yeah. But this, this is just guys. Plays. I know. This is just guys who I think can win. Song Jay's out. He's been playing bad. Adam oh. Scott's also out. And I think a lot of people like him this week. His around the green numbers have been horrible. Uh, Fina's out. His around the green numbers have been bad, too. So, yeah, that's some big guys are out. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> no one has entered the Masters this year losing strokes with their irons during the calendar year. Coming in. Really? Yeah, really. All, everyone's oh. po- Everyone's been positive. There's only it's one funny. guy. There's only one guy who this year who's been losing strokes with his irons from January first to now. Thomas Peters, <clears throat> minus point oh one, just missed. Just missed it. Just missed. He's out. Okay. Uh, listen, maybe he broke a club and he had hit the wrong iron. So, oh, so here's the thing too. I'm gonna throw it out. I actually, I actually have access to all the Euro Tour data too, so that even throws that in too, and that didn't even help him because he played it pretty well over in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, it didn't help him though. All right. All right. Excuse me, I had a cough. Now we're going to chop some big guys. Okay. No one has lost strokes around the green heading into the Masters. Hovland, God. Okay. <laughs> Rob, you're out. <laughs> DJ, you're out. Morikawa, you're out. Hovland, you're out. Terrell Hatton, you're out. Max Homa, you're out. And then Eric Van Royen, you're out. Some pretty good guys on that list. But all of them have really short winners. But, but Rom has been playing better. Like it doesn't, putt- doesn't matter. I'm just saying. Doesn't matter. This is not some hot and fast rule. It's the last ten. All right. All right, keep going. Okay. And actually it goes past that too. Charles right. Schwartz was gaining around the green. You had Phil Mickelson was gaining right. around the green. Right. Keep just going. saying. All right. <clears throat> this one's gonna I think make you mad. Uh I was already mad. All right. So there's only one guy the last 10 who has lost strokes off the tee heading in, and that was Hideki, who was losing a whopping 0.1 or, okay. or 0.01. So like Peter's irons. Yes, so like Peter's irons. Okay. okay. But that's the only guy. Everybody else has gained kind of significant strokes off the tee. Okay. I mean, even Patrick Reed was gaining heading in. Like not by much, but a little. He was positive at least. Okay. There are three guys who are losing strokes off the tee from January 1st to now in the Masters. Paul Paul Casey, Cam Smith, and Russell Henley. Okay. Okay? Okay. So they're out. Okay. Now I started taking, like, minimums, like minimum requirements of guys. The lowest strokes game per round with your approach shots – Heading into the Masters end up winning was .23. So I chopped anybody who was left who's gained less than that. Okay. Patrick Cantley's out. He's been hitting his irons like crap for the last like month or so. He's out. 
I feel like Florida fucked him up. He doesn't play well in Florida. I, listen, well, he also hasn't played all the great of the Masters. That's fair. Okay. Chris Mazzano is out. Because he's out. Again, this is not me saying they're not going to play well. This is eliminating guys who are going to win. This is just trends of guys who have won. Okay. okay? So you can give me all the shit looks you want right now. Yeah, I'm going to. This is, this okay. is what happens okay. when you do shit like this. <clears throat> But you are going to recall this list probably when you start pulling out the odds board. Do you remember what I said? I'm going to have to fucking go back and write down fucking names. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, the lowest amount of strokes gained around the green per round uh, anyone has had heading into the Masters is 0.12. That was Bubba Watson, 2012. Everybody else kind of kills it. Okay. Like it's makes usually sense. it's usually at least point three or above. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes yeah. Sense. <clears throat> so there's four guys who aren't hitting that clip. Jordan Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama. That's, that's weird. Yeah, he, he's so it's he's only getting about point two recently, which is good, but for the year only point oh nine per round. That's so weird. I know. Hideki, Matsu, Hideki Matsuyama. No. Will Zalatoris and Tom Hoagie. Hoagie's not one of the Panthers. <laughs> um, and then I consider like iron play and. Around the green game is the most important. So combining the metric, the lowest okay. anyone has had heading in was 0.61. That was Sergio Garcia, who actually wasn't hitting his, his irons all that great, but he's a great iron player. So 0.61, minimum requirement combined, irons and around the green. Okay. Corey Connors is out. Ryan Palmer's out. Ryan Palmer made it a long way, by the way. Yeah, what the fuck? I okay, think the, I think the right. Valero might have helped him. Probably. So now we so got... <clears throat> shot the bed over the weekend. Now we have 12 guys left. So let's start incorporating okay. your little angle. Have you either okay. won a major or finished second in one? Yeah. By the way, that's not my angle. I stole it for somebody. Else. I know. I know. That's nine. I just, just want to make that clear to the listeners. I just want to make you happy by putting a little to the yeah. U.S. Okay. I like it. So Scotty Scheffler's out. I think his best finish is a T4. Okay. Well, He's out. Jano Berger's out. Oh. Taylor Gooch made it this far. He's out. We can talk about that. I'm just saying that, but <clears throat> no, 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 I don't know. We don't know. It's fine. I, I know. I know you hate it, but just the nuts and bolts. Just no, no I don't hate that. I, I he actually has a lot. He actually has a lot of yeah, good skill sets needed to do well. He, this he does. Yeah. He does. He's just he's the most mispriced, mispriced person on. I agree for DraftKings, but there are things to like about him. I just wish he was seventy-seven hundred dollars, not eighty-seven hundred dollars. Okay, exactly. here's actually a guy I really like. Sweet Joaquin Neiman got a lot going for him. Third time. This is his third time. Mm-hmm. Really, really improved around the green game. Excellent iron player. He's nope. long off the tee. Yep. Lots of like. Matthew yep. Fitzpatrick doesn't make the cut. Hmm. That's another guy, though. He's been hitting his irons pretty good and a good scrambler. He does not have the length, though. And Luke List. Steve no putt. Steve no putt, yep. All right. <clears throat> so now we're left with six guys. Six, yeah. All right. Justin Thomas makes the cut. Really good. I mean, iron play has been great. Yeah. He's been gaining about 0.27 per round around the green. Sand save percentage is really good. Yeah. He's great. He's great out of the bunkers. Great out of the bunkers. Even with the bad finish, Rory still makes the list and his number's kind of drifting. That's interesting. Xander makes the list. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Iron play has been really good. Great out tees, long. Great bunker player. Okay. Shane Lowry makes this list. Oh, Iron play's been awesome. He's a great long iron player. Good bunker player, too. 
And he's putts he pretty well in Bentgrass, too. Now, he doesn't have a whole lot of success here, but this is his no. seventh Masters appearance. And he's averaging just a shade under 300 off the tee. He's a little longer you might give him credit for. Mm-hmm. This is going to be gross. Okay. Tommy Fleetwood just makes the cut. Get out of here. So here's the thing. You actually look at what he's been doing. It's almost identical what Hideki was doing coming in this year. Okay. Like almost to a tee, almost the same combined around the green with his irons. Almost, He's a really good bunker player. Almost the same what he was doing off the tee, too. Difference that Fleetwood can actually putt. I've seen a 100-to-1 number on Fleetwood, by the way. Because Tommy Fleetwood's not winning the match. I know, I know, but I just think like, they're all the I think he can play well. Okay, and the last guy? Yeah. Gary Woodland makes the list. That's interesting. It is interesting. He's he, good. We're playing good. He faded today a little bit. He had a shitty fucking Saturday. Now we faded yesterday. He, yeah. He, no, and he faded today. He didn't do shit okay. on the. All right, we finished T eight. Yeah, let's find him. Long off the tee, great long iron player. The bone, the round the green game, Lizzie wants to desire. I was about to stop. It's up. It, I was going to say he scares me with his around the green, and man, so I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. He was burning edges all weekend. Like yeah, he, he a good thing. That's what I'm thinking too. Yep. Yeah. So, God those, damn it. Those are God, God fucking damn it, Steve. It's a solid list. Yeah. Especially with like some of the colder conditions that we might see. Like, that's, yeah. that's not bad. No, it's definitely not bad. So I already got a football bet down on JT. That's fine. Oh, no, no, save it for tomorrow. Okay, fine. Save it for tomorrow. Don't reveal. What? You think I'm going to have less bets by tomorrow? <laughs> no, I think we just got to save something for tomorrow's show, our big time show. Oh, yeah. We're going to save something for our fatal four way. Got it this time. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. So, long story short, like, listen, this is just a little, like, gambling lean I did. But if it. you want to find a commonality of every single winner for the last 10 using statistics and actual performance, not that they lived five miles from the golf course and made a cut seven months ago at a certain event. Yeah. You want to look at actually how these guys have been doing this year. Yeah. It leads to these six and you can make a case for everybody. Fuck. Even Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, I know I, I've made up with him, but I don't know. If I, can I know he's averaging three. So over the last two years, he's averaging 300.3 off the box. He's longer than you give him credit. For. Oh, I don't. I never yeah. said he's short. I know. He might have the length to do okay this week. With those weather conditions, too. God. And also, remember, remember too, <clears throat> so he was first-round leader of the players. I know. And back in 20, the 2018 Masters, I think he was like T5 head of the final round. He sucked. but He sucked. I think he was first-round leader at the Masters, too. Maybe. So he, oh. He's got some upside, too. I don't know. Oh, why? Why are you the way you are? Why are you? Because gonna, I love why you. Gonna, why are you going to make me? Do and I know you. You say you hate this stuff, but I know you actually love it. Oh, I fucking eat this shit up. I yeah, love it. I, I never say I hate this stuff ever. Yeah. I, I, get, I just I glaze over it at certain points. I'm like, all right, we'll I know, <laughs> but I've, I got down to the list. I mean, yeah. I think some of the interesting names are the guys that, like, if we take out your criteria of like, yeah, finish second, like Schaffler, like confirms, like man. Dude, if Scotty Scheffler, Andy said it, fuck it. If Scotty Scheffler wins the Masters, was he four times in seven tournaments and the Masters and I the mean, WGC? Well, let's put it this way. What if he's the reincarnate of Jordan Spieth 2015? Like, what if that just, what if that's just the case? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, Spieth was doing the same things back then. Could be. All right. 
No, fuck it. We'll say, we'll, we'll say something tomorrow. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, my voice is shot, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got anything else? Uh, no. Thankfully, that's it. <laughs> rest my voice and. Uh, yeah. That's it. Water, salt, lemon, hot, goggle. Do it right, sir. Hydrate. All right. Listen, you guys know where to find us. You can find Steve in the Slack channel from sportsgamblepodcast.com. Go click on his fucking article. Put a lot of work into it. Super shop. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Boston underscore Capper. It is Fucking Masters Week, baby. We're giving away a tailor-made driver. Go sign up for our DFS contest. It's it's the goddamn stealth driver from TaylorMade. I hope I win this contest. I hope I win it. Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to keep it if I win, but I still want to win. Uh, <laughs> anyway, listen, uh, rate, review the show. Uh, this is a great time to tell everybody about it. Obviously, this is one of our biggest weeks of the year, man. It really is uh, the Super Bowl for uh, people who create golf content, man. So huge week for you. Uh, we got Andy and Nagels for the Fatal 4-Way uh, tomorrow night, and then uh, we got Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo Sportsbook coming on our betting show on Tuesday, man. So we are good to go. It's Masters Week. Get pumped. Let's pump. <laughs>